Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and ATT at tmobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. From the Sunshine State, it is a game day. It is the Blowing Smoke edition. Marty Baron, welcome in. <laughs> and uh, the reasoning behind that is I was rollerblading through Ybor City this morning. Oh, nice. Cigar, cigar capital. So I asked the question, cigar. what is wrong with me? Like, I was literally the only person in Ybor City. And why was I there in the morning when most people go to Ybor City at night? Like, what has happened to me? You can it make a me. double trip. It That's a me. scouting trip. You're scouting the Ybor City scene in the morning. See what route are you going to take? What's uh, the right, uh, you know? Well, if I go back, it's not on rollerblades. That we know. Yes. And I'll have to look out for the wild chickens which are still roaming the streets in Ybor City. But uh, yeah, blowing smoke simply because of the uh, cigar capital, of course, that Ybor City is. And it's kind of what I've become on this show. You know, like sometimes it's just, just blowing smoke. Blowing smoke. So I'm going to try and blow it in your direction. You're going to fend it off to the best of your ability well, with quick-witted responses as Buffalo tries again to beat the Florida Panthers tonight. So I'll say this. I am so sorry to the people that um, are uh, maybe watching the show, listening to the show. Like, my mind is on Tampa because of Road Crew Wednesday and the game Thursday. And you're in Tampa right now. But there is a game tonight. It's ESPN Plus Hulu game. So we are not going to be on. But I still did my homework on what's going to happen and how the Sabres can win because I would like them to go into Tampa on a four-game winning streak. And let's keep it going, right? So, um, okay, blow and smoke. Let's go. I'll try to do my best. How many in a row have they won on the road? Uh, two. Five. Oh. Well, see. If they get to six, it'll be their longest one since 10 Gamer back in 05, 06. 
Yeah. So I, I didn't do uh, that type of uh, blowing smoke uh, homework, but uh, it's sorry, you're for but, one. <laughs> so five on the road, that is like, okay, that's mm -hmm. really significant in the way Columbus, that they've been playing it. Yep. Montreal, Minnesota, San Jose, LA. LA. So and it was the Anaheim game that they blew it. Yeah. The darn ducks. They've gotten away twice, twice. in the last uh, month and a bit. So yeah. yeah. By the way, let me let me give you a little visual here, just to let you know that I'm always thinking of you. See, there's an empty chair for you. Oh, okay, good. The patio is open. Yeah, I love the scenic. Just, by the just, way, those on you. MSG watching, you get the canal behind you. You're uh, at that the, is uh, uh, the Garrison Channel. Of course, we're uh, channel side here. Have you ever it seen is... a dolphin in that channel? Have you seen dolphins in that channel? Re no. Oh, I've seen the dolphins in that channel because, so, you know, that's the Marriott Hotel, right? And it's right, uh, you know. I'm not going to disclose that info. Well, it, it is. If people want to find us, they know where to find us in Tampa. But anyway, um, you know, sometimes there's these yachts that would go by. And we used to have our pregame meal. Okay, side story. We're going to get back to hockey. But this, this pregame meal story was amazing. So they will have conferences in that hotel and often will have you know, these many, many, many business people at the hotel. So we come back from morning skate, we go to our meal and we have a pregame meal in this one room conference room that's set up there. There's multiple conference rooms set up for multiple companies that are having, you know, lunch provided or dinner provided or whatnot. So Eric Bolton is in line, you know, I'm, I'm there and there's Eric Bolton. And then there's this random person who grabbed a plate and was waiting in line. And Bolts turned around to the guy. He goes, isn't this amazing? Like, they provide lunch to anybody staying in the hotel here. Like, this is great. And then all of a sudden, this guy kind of realized, looking around, uh, oh, I may not be in the right room. He put the plate down and just walked out. <laughs> Bolts used uh, to love, like, joking with the fans and the people that would be around. But that was, like, that was pretty great. Okay, I have been almost that person <laughs> at conference rooms in hotels, especially in the morning. Like we might be set up on location. I'll yep. venture in somewhere and go to grab a coffee and then realize, oh, this is not our group. This you know? is not so, our room. So, and the story, of course, reminds me of the great Larry Murphy line to our good friend and analyst, Mike Johnson. When Johnson got called up to the Maple Leafs or when he yeah. appeared at the end oh, of his yeah. strategic career and he shows up for the team breakfast and Murph says to him, contest winner? Yeah. He thought he had won. He thought he was somebody that had won a contest that was having a day in the life and spending time on the road with the with the team. But but the uh, reason I brought up the story is like uh, later after that more that pregame meal, we walked out to the back patio and there was these yachts that were driving in the canal and yeah. there was dolphins like jumping alongside the yacht. Like the whole they were they were having fun with the people and it was it was the first and only time I've seen them there. Okay, so that is incredible image is. Yes. Imaging is the big topic here for the Sabres. Jeff yes. Skinner went for it after practice, left practice early. We will get an update from the head coach at 5.30 today as the Sabres are not skating. Your gut tells you Skinner will or won't play. And if it's the latter, your gut tells you who will go in. Tyson Jost recalled or Victor Olofsson off of absence due to illness and otherwise. Okay, so if Jeff Skinner cannot go, I would anticipate two scenarios. Um, the one that I, I think is more likely, 
I would say it's for Victor Olsen to just be on the left side with Thompson and talk. I think that would be a very likely scenario. Here's the other scenario that I think is likely to happen, but not in my um, estimation. That's definitely not what I would do. But I think the other scenario that's likely to happen is say, okay, Tyson Jost, you're going to play with Gergensons and Robinson on what is the fourth line, and they would elevate Oposo to play along with Tuck and Thompson. We know that Oposo's played with Thompson and Skinner just mm -hmm. recently, right? So I think that could be also a scenario. I would much prefer say, hey, let's put Olofsson up there and let's see if that line can find a way to provide some offense and, and just get going. But um, if they called up Tyson Jost, I would, I would think that's probably because they want to have a fourth line presence and then put a post on the top line. So I, that leaves the door open for that. I have to ask, does, does it matter what the Amherst are doing at this point? organizationally or is it and i only say that because we have focused continue to focus on where they're at where they're trying to get to mm -hmm. they're in a ridiculously tight battle in the standings they have syracuse tomorrow at yeah. home so this is obviously taking whether he plays or not it's taking jost out of the equation for that maybe yuri is coming back so the loss of jost doesn't impact them in quite the yeah. same way meaning jost has been in a top six role yuri kulik would come back in in a top six role does any of that matter or is that just fan speak it matters um it, it matters to a certain extent everything matters you got to take in all options and all um you know variables and consideration mm -hmm. um, but i i feel that what the sabers are trying to do here and and in my opinion what they would should do is um Try to not move too many pieces right at this moment, right? So if you just insert one for one somewhere, then you're not moving too many pieces with the, the, the big club, which has now won three in a row. They've won five in a row on the road, as you just said earlier in the show, um, and has been playing some really good hockey. So you don't want to disturb that by all of a sudden you're making a lot of different bodies move, lines are changing, Um so that's one thing. Two is, yeah, it definitely matters to Rochester. Now, Yuri's been out. So, I mean, the people are like, oh, why don't they call Kulik? He, he's been out a few games and, and you know, mostly, most likely coming back in the lineup. But it wouldn't be Kulik. Um, would it be Roseanne? I think Roseanne struggled a little bit of late. He finally got back on the board. So I don't know that it'd be Roseanne. I think if anybody, Duffer, you would probably say Rusak is the guy. But I I... I Think Jost may come in just as an extra, and if he is the extra, why call up Rusek for that? Right. Yeah. No, these are very valid points. The Sabers have won three in a row for the first time this year. They've won four of five overall for the first time this year, and they're up against a Florida team that is eleven and two in the last thirteen, and not once in those thirteen games did they surrender more than two goals against. Yes. So, based on that note alone and the fact that Bobrovsky starts and we certainly expect Lukanen to start again and if Lukanen goes it'll be 16 of the last 18 of which by the way he has allowed two or fewer in 13 of his last 17 yeah so like this is like let's set the under now at four and a half and I mean if if it's this is a Panther team that's 11 and two in the last 13 two or fewer in all 13 the Sabres are winning without scoring so were 
my concerns that were expressed on this show yesterday somewhat unnecessary. Meaning, do you they want more really office? Need, do they really need to get to three and a half? Like I was almost in a, you know, and I, by the way, this is also an ode to Ryan O'Reilly show. Like yeah. I, I said, like I need to be better. I wasn't very good yesterday. So oh, I'm, I'm just... trying to be better today. So. You're about, you're you're always good, but yeah, your concerns are valid. Like because what this team has been trying to build on the foundation is we can outscore our problems and our mistakes, and which they did a lot last year. Now towards the end of the year last year, it was, but now we have to find another way to win games, but not the way to win games. I think that this year now what we're seeing in the last two months is that. The way for the Sabres to win games is to be really good defensively and get good goaltending, which is fine. But look at Florida, for example. The last 13 games, that has been the case. Mm -hmm. They play good defensively and they get great goaltending. But the, the other 50 games before that, or 40 games before that, it was they kept scoring, outscoring their problems. They were good. They have four players that average a point or more per game. Right, they have Reinhardt, Kachuk, Verhege, and Barkov. They have pretty Reinhard damn good four. Like it, honestly, yeah, you'd be hard pressed to find a better four. Yeah, you, yeah. You as have... far as as far as what those four bring, oh my gosh! I show me four. Show me four others that have the balance, the game, the grit, the selkie acumen oh. that those four top scorers of the Panthers have. I don't know yeah. if you can find them. I don't no, know. and I think a lot of people maybe point to Toronto and say Matthews, Marner, Tavares, and Nylander, but they don't have a Barkov. Like, that's the difference. Like, Tavares yeah, may be that guy, to... but they don't have a Barkov. Exactly. It's not to slight. Tampa's got four of them as well, like, easily, yeah. right? But it's just different, and that's why I'm saying it. It's a unique, really impressive group of four. Anyway. But they have Reinhardt at 39 goals, Verhege at 30. They've, they scored a lot of goals. But lately, it's not about that. Lately, it's about, hey, you know what? Their PK is rolling. They're seventh in the league. They are second in the league in goals against per game. It's about Bobrovsky and Stolarz. Stolarz is probably having, you know, well, he is having his best season, but he's having one of the best season. When you look at the stats this season, he's a backup, but you still have to play and perform. He's, you know, what is he, a one 197 and he's 10, five and two. Like, I mean, this is incredible. Yeah. yeah it's remarkable. It, so, it's remarkable. It, but, and, but and it's Bob's Bob got, tonight. It's Bobrovsky Bob, tonight. Bob's got one loss in the last eight. That was a one, nothing game against Carolina last week. Okay. <laughs> so like, seriously, the guy, there are two losses in the last 13 or a two, one loss to Philly and a one, nothing loss to Carolina. Like yeah. they don't give up anything. No. That's and they they their last two wins are three two wins. They won three two, lost one nothing, won three two. It's tight and what, games. And what did they do to Buffalo last time? Shut them out. And why? Out. And it was because, a two nothing game, really. Right, because of first period goal disparity. That's what it keeps coming back to. The Sabers overcame it in the last game by winning in a shootout. But it's a huge challenge when you put yourself in this position against the Florida Panthers. Yeah. The Sabres are dash 29. They've been in that realm all year, seemingly, when it comes to first periods. The Panthers are plus 21. And the last time they played, the whole lament postgame was, we didn't take the lead. Yeah. We had the chance to take the lead. And of all the games that the Sabres missed out 
on taking the lead. That one elicited the most post-game reaction of frustration that they didn't do it against the Cats. And they had so many chances, right? And that's what Don Granado said after the game. This was a game where we did not convert our chances. Well, you know what? Florida's done that to a lot of teams this year. Because either you think you have a goal and the D checks you or the goalie makes a save or the puck's in there in the crease and they find find the puck before you do. It's been great. So, and, and listen, that's not you know, discount the fact that Bobrovsky has been fantastic, right? He has been the Bobrovsky of two Vesna Trophy Bobrovsky this year. He's actually playing more than what we've ever seen him play with the Florida Panthers. The yeah. most games he's ever played with Florida was 54, and that was two years ago. But he's played 50 twice. I mean, in Columbus, he played 61, 62, 63 games in a season. But now he's on pace to play 59. And, you know, some would say... That's good because Bobrovsky always performed better with playing more. But when he doesn't play well, then it's a struggle. Last year was Alex Lyons saving their season, not Bobrovsky, not anybody else. Um, He was good in the playoffs. He got into a rhythm. He's been in in a rhythm all year long. Yeah, he was phenomenal. I mean, you think back to how they won. It was Bobrovsky and Kachuk over and over and over again as the storylines. Matthew scored three times in overtime in the Stanley Cup playoffs last year among his four game winning goals. And Matthew, by the way, will be back in the lineup for the Panthers tonight. That's been confirmed. Mm-hmm. He and Stenland are back in, in front of Bobrovsky. So if you're looking for how to break through and how you think some of these games have gone against the Panthers and how Florida is constructed. It's skill, emotion, physicality, depth, all the rest of it. So what was the big takeaway from the last game? Emotion. I said it to you in the post game about Owen power. Mm -hmm. It's the most emotional I've ever seen him. Everyone is fixated on Rasmus Dahlin's six-game streak of 29 minutes or more. And why is da- why is Dahlin getting the minutes? Because of the emotion and the need to, like, it, it, it's kind of an interesting dynamic. Like, we all understand there was no Samuelson, there was no power. Yep. So logic would say, well, like, play Dahlin more, right? But if the team has been lacking that emotional component, which it has admitted it has for the better part of this year, hence slow starts, et cetera, then shouldn't Darlene have lobbied and or shown earlier that like, hey, I'll take more minutes. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's fascinating to see the edge at which he and the team can play at in these chaotic, like, let's say, final 10 minutes of the last game, just as one particular. You know what I'm getting at here? Like, other teams have, St. Louis, 24 years ago, Chris Pronger, right? Like, just keep putting them out there. Anaheim, same thing. Pronger, Niedermeyer, Boschman, right? Yeah. And Eric Carlson recently. We see it. There's examples of it all the time. Drew Doughty, L.A., in their heyday, without question. Right, of course. So... Like, how do you how do you walk that line about keeping an elite player fresh and impactful, but then now finding, oh, my gosh, like, just keep put put him out there for 30 minutes. We don't care. Well, yeah, but he's also getting good support. I think that the Bryson Clifton pairing has played well, and it's helping the fact that Darlene is not just being put out there, but he's put out there with a purpose and with a with a, a better mindset. Now, in the first part of the year, Darlene at one point was leading 
the club in scoring, right, in points, was the top defenseman in goal scoring in the NHL. But yeah. I don't think he was playing as well as he is now. So that's probably why the minutes weren't as up. Like the points were there and the goals were there. But even Darlene would tell you after the game, I need to be better. And he was doing the Brian Duff impersonation of doing Ryan O'Reilly impersonation and saying, you know, three degrees of separation there, saying I need to be better. But what I loved about Darlene in the last game is that yeah, there was an emotional and Darlene when he's emotionally engaged is something to watch. Um, you know, we saw that with Brad Marchand for a few years. We've seen it. And like when he gets emotionally and physically involved, it's fun. When he ran Spencer Martin and people were complaining, that's not a penalty. It was absolutely a penalty. But you know what? Drive the net, take it to the net. And maybe you got bumped a little bit. You could have stopped. You could have taken another angle. No, don't. That's what Dallin is doing now. He he has been very much a, 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 a straight line type of guy. And he has moved his feet and moved the puck faster now than he did early in the season. And it makes a big difference. Because when he used to sit behind the net, not moving, or in transition, have the puck inside the blue line, not moving, it doesn't do anything. Now he's going, going, going. That's great. Yeah. Straight line or maybe a little bit to the left when he probably should have went a little bit to the right. Ran the goalie <laughs> over, yes. Well, the other connection to all of this, and you briefly touched on it, so I'll ask it this way. The Sabres are 10-2 and two with Jacob Bryson. In Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The lineup. Yes. What does it mean? Oh, well, it means that the Sabres are playing better of late, and Bryson has been in the, in the lineup of late. He wasn't there early in the season when the struggles were happening. I don't know that Bryson has that impact or that much of an impact in the game. I know that he's been good. I know that he's been really good and it has helped. Uh, it has helped Clifton. It has helped Bryson. It has helped Dalene playing with Yoki Aryu. You can point to Yoki Aryu and say, hey, Yoki Aryu with Dalene, when they're together, they've been much better this year. And yes, they have. But I also think that um, 
you know, Bryson is is benefiting from a team that's playing better and a goaltender that's lights out since Christmas. Is 500 where they are right now for the first time since late November. Is it just a number? Does it mean anything? It's it's one of the numbers. You have to get to 500 so you can get to five games over 500. You have to get to five games over 500 so you can get to 10. And if you get to 10, you're giving yourself a, a punter's chance. A punter's chance to get in in the playoffs in the Is last this a week. CFL by maybe punter go- or NFL punter? Do we have I, to wait I'm, for I'm giving down? NFL punters because they uh, they have a longer reach than the CFL guys. But that's the punter's, ch- punter's chance that you need to be able to get in, right? So yeah. getting to 500 is significant if you keep going the right way. Yeah, they, I mean, again, they've won four of five for the first time this year. They've won three in a row for the first time this year. We just uh, flashed the standings on MSG. The fact of the matter is every single night has movement. It has chaos. It has bad goaltending some nights like Washington and Ottawa. Oh, my goodness. Now, the good news for Ottawa is they get a redo tonight in what might be a trap game for Nashville as the Senators take on the Preds. But more importantly... Washington and Detroit wild card one and just outside the wild card picture the Capitals are squaring off now the this is bad news for Tampa obviously because one of them is going to win now Tampa can take care of their own business against the Philadelphia Flyers before hosting the Sabres on Thursday but Detroit and Washington what a matchup this now turns out to be the Capitals are five one and two in their last eight yep The Red Wings, since losing two in a row after Christmas, are 16-5-2. That is sixth best in the NHL in that time, trailing only Edmonton, Florida, Boston, Dallas, and Carolina, with Toronto right behind them. It really is a remarkable run by Pat Kane and the Red Wings right now. Okay, and if you look at the NHL standings right now, and they won't give you the streak of like nine unbeaten, right? Or nine oh and five oh and four. Let's see, they'll just say win streak of five, losing streak or whatever. But right ahead of Buffalo, you got Tampa, who has won two in a row and has seemed to have found their rhythm again. You've got the Red Wings that have won five in a row, and you got Toronto, who's won seven in a row. Um, those are just in the Atlantic Division. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's getting really, really hard to make up ground when you have Pittsburgh, who's won two in a row as well. Um, it's it's getting hard, but you can only con- like worry about one thing. Are you winning your games? And hopefully somebody's going to falter at some point. And the unfortunate reality for the Sabres is the alignment for the divisions, because yes. there is actually another team that has fallen into the picture but it won't affect Buffalo. And that's the Philadelphia Flyers. Flyers. So the Flyers have lost four of five and they're in danger of being overtaken by many. Washington, Pittsburgh, New Jersey. The fact that Washington is right there knocking on the door to be third in the Metropolitan Division is, is so baffling to me. With games in hand. They like, I mean, this is the, like, regardless of which spot the Capitals eventually catch, like right now, they're they're they have three games in hand on Tampa, and yeah. so just at the wild card alone, they could find themselves in. I, I it it is truly remarkable. The Leafs obviously now have the longest active streak at seven straight wins. They host yeah. Vegas. Vegas has lost three in a row and five out of six 
They're still without Eichel. He's on the trip. He's practicing, but there's yep. no guarantee that he's going to see games before the end of this five-game trip. This is game two of the trip for Vegas with game four happening on Saturday in Buffalo. Yeah, and, and look, uh, Vegas is also a team that has struggled. And when you, when you look at teams that are struggling, what do you look at? Are they playing well defensively? Well, Vegas... Uh, defensively, it's not been the great. Uh, Aiden Hill has not performed well. Um, yes, they're missing Stone. They're missing Eichel. Two of what has become the best defensive players. I was going to say centers, but Stone is not a center. But still, like Stone's a big impact defensively. And Eichel has been a really good defensive center with the Vegas Golden Knights. But yeah, we're going to see. Ve so Florida tonight, Tampa Thursday, Vegas and Winnipeg home Saturday and Sunday. I mean, that's a big week for the Buffalo Sabres. The thing that I talk about being at 500 right now, why is it important? Because, hey, in a week, you could be four over. Like, if you win four in a row, and now and you stretch never... that to seven in a row, you could be four over at this point. And then hopefully you're never talking about it again. You're I, not talking like, about being 500 again. Exactly. No, you're like, Once that can... is distant memory. Forget about exactly. it. That's the whole point here. Right? It's a tough and week, though, to, to get it done. But even eight. if you go three and one, I mean, is Next three and one bad? No. Next week's pretty tough, too. I'll yeah, take the four. No, you, <laughs> you've got you to hold on to those losses uh, close. And, uh, you know, we've talked about it many times. 24 to go. 19 and five is, uh, well, it might be best case scenario. And even then, it might not get you in. But if you yep. keep doing the math that they've done of late, four out of five, Four out of five, four out of five uh, could put them in a pretty interesting spot come the final few weeks of the season. Now, interesting yep. to note, Buffalo's in Florida tonight. They're in Tampa on Thursday. That's exactly how this regular season is going to conclude for Buffalo in April with games on the road against these same two teams, mm -hmm. the Panthers and the Lightning. The game tonight is on ESPN+. And if they Plus. win both games this week, Duffer, at the end of the year, we're going down if we need two wins. You and I are going on the road. Really? Yeah, I'm making the call right now. Hang on, I have our managing director online too. We'll take that call during the break. We'll see what the budget is for that. And we'll be right back on Sabres Live. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Hope you're ready for tonight. And we want you to get ready for St. Patty's Day festivities, a ticket bundle that includes a hat. You can purchase a ticket to the Sabres game March 12th against Detroit, plus a green St. Patty's Day Sabres hat, all for the low price of $45. That's your starting point. Visit sabres.com slash bundle to purchase yours today. All right. So mentioned Philadelphia is in action tonight. Uh, no Konechny, no Drysdale. Erson starts and goal. Boy, that Drysdale hit the other night was, uh, oh, I mean, poor kid. Like he stumbled into the hit and just about had his left shoulder taken off. And to his credit, I mean, he got up and ran down the tunnel. Like it was, there was no waiting around to figure out whether you were staying in the game. So unfortunately for Drysdale, who obviously had significant injuries while in Anaheim before coming over to Philadelphia, he's now going to be lost on the blue line. And Konechny, of course, is just that consistent piece. Although the MVP Flyers have had for them. Yeah, I think I... Fair statement, obviously. I mean, Sam Erson is also, you know, the one thing we've never talked about really is like, uh, like 
Harrison's still a rookie. Like the, the kid should be getting some serious Calder votes this year based on what he's allowed Philadelphia to do. And that is stay in the hunt right now. But as mentioned, Philly has lost four of five. Our focus tonight, of course. Well, you want to mention something else too, is that yeah. uh, Cal Peterson, we know, know that story here in Buffalo for years. Yeah. He's struggled. Like he had a tough yeah. night the other night. And he's getting a chance to play in the NHL again after basically having a swap with the LA Kings and, You know, the Flyers took on that and he was in the minors, yeah. but uh, if, if they need they need help in that. Urson's really good, but they if the Flyers are going to stay there, they're going to need to be able to rely on a second guy and they don't have that now. No, but, you know, we'll, again, it, you never know how things are going to go here. And that's the craziness of the NHL right now, especially, you know, it looked... Looked kind of tough again for Edmonton last night, who've been in a rather large speed wobble here since the 16-game win streak. And they fell behind not once, but twice to L.A. last night, but twice got late period goals and then yeah. <clears throat> found a way to get a correction in the third period. And I say that because Evan Bouchard had had some tough moments in that game, and then he gets the go-ahead goal, and they go on to a 4-2 win. This, this could have been really significant in the West. We would have seen L.A. leap over Edmonton yeah. and after all of this the Oilers would have been back in a wild card position I, I get it lots of runway here but you know how the machine works and it certainly would have prompted a lot more questioning about like what what are the Oilers going to do prior to the trade deadline so what's wrong with Connor McDavid he hasn't scored in Nothing. 10 games he's got 23 assists 23 points in 10 games he joked about with the media yesterday he says I want to see if I can get like you know, most assists ever. So I'm not going to score. I'm not going to shoot anymore. I'm just going to go for assists. Well, it worked again, where last night he ends up with two assists. He's had multiple assists in five straight games now, two assists per game. And he had a game of six assists against the uh, Detroit Red Wings earlier in that 10-game stretch. So he has been just – and then he set up Hyman, right? I think it was Hyman on the one-timer. Yeah. Like he walks into the slot. Everybody's thinking, oh, my goodness, got to cover McDavid. Dish, one-timer, back in the net. And McDavid is the sixth uh, all-time to have eight straight 90-point seasons. Um, it's really remarkable. Um, I think we've realized for a long time that almost no matter how good Connor is in today's NHL, he's never going to be able to eclipse Wayne's numbers no. in a season. It's just not going to happen. But when you are as consistent as McDavid has been, And you can elevate yourself through COVID years, COVID shortened years, lockout, you know, all that. Uh, he hasn't had a lockout yet, luckily. Thank you. No, goodness. he doesn't. Um, but to, to be in that realm of one of six in NHL history to have eight straight 90 point seasons, pretty impressive stuff to say. Yeah, and he has four games out. in hand on Tampa and oh, Kucherov, right? Absolutely. So he's yeah. 11 points back with four games in hand literally if they if both players play all their teams remaining games uh, he's only 11 McKinnon. points back yeah and let's not forget mckinnon in all of this and uh, obviously dallas um who had a tough ending last night against the islanders in overtime the uh 500ers as i call them yeah that would be the new york uh islanders um they did find themselves in ot again <laughs> it was it was leading 20 it was two time. two in the third and i'm like This yeah. is going to go to OT, and it's going to be one of those where the Islanders are either going to get a point in a losing way or win. So McKinnon and Colorado, they get Dallas tonight. Nachushkin is getting very close to coming back. Like, yep. this is this is unreal. It was Lendeskog one... could be back in the playoffs. Right. So the Nachushkin story, though, because he was playing this year, was <laughs> one of the best players 
goal scoring wise when he stepped out of the lineup into the player assistance program. So they've been okay, but they haven't nearly as good as they were when he was in the lineup. So this is going to be a major development. So it's a, it's a wicked central class tonight, Colorado and Dallas. If you were wondering when we were talking LA and Edmonton a second ago, it was Riddick in goal. They're playing again tonight at Calgary. So expect Cam Talbot there. So obviously Riddick, I don't know whether they chose Riddick, not against his former club, whatever, whatever, but LA has a chance to get, you know, back in. But I mean, this Western race, Marty, like these are, first of all, we didn't have a chance yesterday. It's better to do it today with a bigger slate of games and Nashville back at home. But like, if you look at the West standings, how unexpected was this Predators five game road trip sweep first time it's ever happened in franchise history they never trailed in any of the five games and somebody on the show said four weeks ago UC Soros is definitely being traded this year (laughs) like what do they do like they, well, Kevin Lankinen won a couple of uh, I know I know won a couple of them. So yeah, he's been doing all right. So maybe you get and, and you know a backup plan. You say hey, we have Lankinen, but no, they're not trading UC Soros. They're in a battle right now, and they've got a ton of momentum. They're playing really well now. I know you've got all the way down to Seattle. I think is in the fight, right? Sixty-one points to Seattle, but Big there's Calgary sixty-one, Minnesota sixty-two, St. Louis sixty-two, right behind Nashville. So there's a lot of teams in there. Seattle. Last night against Boston, it doesn't matter what you think of Boston. The standings really show you all you need to know, but they've had some ups and downs, right? But last night, Seattle's in a position to win the game in regulation. They don't win it in regulation. There were hats thrown erroneously in what was belief of a Pasternak hat trick. Yeah, It wasn't his goal late in the game. So it it ended up not being a Pasternak hat trick. But I will say this. Seattle stuck around. They had some good opportunities in the overtime. Grubauer extended the overtime with yep. a breakaway save on DeBrusque. And then in the shootout, homegrown, if you will, Spokane product, Kyler Yamamoto is able to deliver the only goal in the shootout. And Seattle wins to stay within a reasonable distance of that pack in the Western Conference. I love it. Happy for Seattle that they found a way. They're so much like Buffalo this year. They just don't score as much as they did a year ago. But now Grubauer has come back in a better place. It allows them a chance to bounce back between Decord and Grubauer, which is something that wasn't happening before. So it'll be interesting to uh, to say the least. But, you know, you've got you've got that dynamic at play. Um, Pittsburgh is in Vancouver tonight. You know, Pittsburgh. How about this one, Duffer? Not to talk about them, but uh, the Penguins are 3-1 and one of the last five. Boston went on that West Coast Canadian swing and then Seattle. Mm -hmm. They have played six straight overtime game and seven of their last eight have gone to OT. Like this, like they've gone on the West Coast and everyone, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, and Seattle. We're all OT. They won in in uh, Edmonton 6-5, which was a crazy game, by the way. And then the other ones, they lost. But they have gone to OT in 7 of 8. Like, that's pretty incredible. 
That's why they're right there in lockstep with Florida still for first place in the division. I, I think Florida is so much better than the Boston Bruins, I agree. in my opinion. I agree. Um, but they, and we will they see. They won't the, go tonight. away. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Yeah, so, they don't go away. But yeah, but Florida is the best team in the East right now. And the Sabres definitely will need to play a high level game against them tonight. The uh, Jim Rutherford Bowl um, between Pittsburgh and Vancouver is what, in your opinion? Because the Penguins, 3 1 1 in the last five, Vancouver, one win in the last five. How do you view both and their current situations? Well, the way Vancouver's played is uh, called, uh, is, has had Rick Tockett basically called his team about their work ethic, guys just skating around for laps. And, you know, they had scored first and they let lead slip away and they just lose it in the third. Uh, their power play was terrible, mm -hmm. uh, but he didn't call out the media for putting uh, adding adding pressure on his team by asking questions like Lindy Ruff did with New Jersey. Uh, sorry, Lindy, but that was uh, pretty funny that you mentioned that. Uh, for Pittsburgh, for me, look, it, it, this is the stretch, right? The next five to ten games for them, just like the Sabers, is the stretch. Can you go seven and three? Can you go six and four? Can you go eight and two to try to stay in the battle? Because I think, look, we're what Friday will be a week away from trade deadline. Mm -hmm. Like the New Jersey Devils are getting a goalie. If they don't. Punt them until next year and say you guys should not be in this league and compete for playoff spot. You need a goalie, right? So, and if Pittsburgh doesn't make a, a push, then they may have to, you know, just kind of consider the fact that they're not going to get in. Gensel, Riley Smith, just a couple of the names that might Gensel not skating. Be and right. I heard I heard this this analogy this morning on on radio about how it's like, you know, when you are. Uh, have horse racing thoroughbreds, right? And you run them in the morning so that people can see them. Like the trainers see them in the morning and they're like, oh, I like that one. It ran a nice time in practice. It's like they're running Getzel out there just so people can get a look at him in practice because he's not going to play any games until the deadline, I don't think. Do you remember a more recent case of that? Showcasing, if you will, and how it has turned out for the team that signed him? In practice? There was nothing else to showcase. Rehab. Oh, Patrick, Patrick Kane. Kane. Yeah. Well, the agency, yeah. right? The agency put the video out. Here he is. That was, that was a clear case of a, get the videotape yeah. of the morning practice yeah. at 630. Get the like, horse out of the barn, raids. man. Yeah. You got to show him. Oh, by and... the way, I know he scored the overtime in Chicago, and it was a great night. We talked about a little bit of it because of the Chelio celebration. But when Patrick Kane turns back, and he puts his hands in the air and he yells showtime twice, looking at the Cal at the Chicago Blackhawks fans. I just thought that's pretty good. Like that's 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 confidence and, and understanding the moment, right? Chicago fans wanted to see him go showtime, showtime. It was it was pretty spectacular. Well, he's been on an unreal run, as have the Wings, as we documented earlier. Post-December 27th, the Wings, a top-six team in the NHL, and Kane has been a huge, huge reason why. Uh, Showtime is also the name of the latest single released by one of my favorite bands, Catfish and the Bottlemen. It came out on Friday, available on all your streaming platforms. And one nugget on tonight, Buffalo and Florida. A really great kid. And I call him a kid, which is kind of crazy to say because he's doing his 1,000th game tonight. But Thomas Anderson, nicknamed Train, who used yeah. to work as an assistant equipment manager with the Amherst, 
has been doing so with the Panthers and he gets his 1000th game tonight. He's an nice. awesome, awesome guy. And I just, it's the same as Babcock, right? Like George, like I look at George as a kid, even though we're probably similar in age, it's just, I view him the way he always appeared behind the bench in the nineties, you know, hasn't and changed. he lived, right. And he hasn't changed and train is the same way here with this Panthers group. George Babcock is like Ray and Jerry Maguire. Like he's that kid and that kid will never age. We'll always remember that kid as Ray and that little kid and Jerry Maguire. And I think that's the same with a lot of people. So a thousand games, that's pretty impressive uh, right there in Florida. That's, that's cool. Yeah, I would I would think with the lifestyle and the fact he is super young, he'll probably hit three thousand before this NHL career is uh, all said and done. I, I uh, hope so. That's that's a feat in itself. What a career! It really is. I mean, we lived it through. We still do through Willie and George and previously Rip Simonic. Like I mean, yeah. they are fixtures in the best way possible within the organization. And something that uh, we're happy to you know announce again because I believe it was postponed earlier this year. The Sabres are hosting Mental Health Awareness Night. It comes up Tuesday, March 12th. The Red Wings will be in town. Special pregame panel in association with the same here organization over at the Lecom Harbor Center Marriott. And you can learn more and purchase your tickets at sabres.com slash same here. It's Buffalo and Florida, second of three meetings this year. It's coming up tonight on WGR and on ESPN+. We will wrap up Sabres Live after this. Resorts and casinos. Nothing else comes close. Promise Marty lots of questions on this day. I think I've navigated that pretty well. Yeah, I have oh, one yeah. last one. I have one last one for you. Where is it hotter right now? Buffalo or Tampa on this Tuesday, February 27th of 2024? I'm going to say Tampa just because it is Florida, but man, 66 degrees in Buffalo. It's an all-time high on this day. Um, the previous record was 64 degrees in 2000. So yeah, amazing. Currently 78 and sunny here in Tampa. So get okay. your butt down here. I will tomorrow. I'll, I'll make my way up there tomorrow. But I'll tell you this. When we come back Thursday after the Tampa game and we fly into Buffalo, it will be 20 degrees. It's going to be like a 45-degree drop over the next 48 hours. So don't get too comfortable, Buffalo. It'll be back in the 50s on the weekend, though. Don't don't worry. Um, I have a hat and a scarf, but I don't have a coat. So you better have that truck warmed up when we land. <laughs> I, I will use my starter, and I will park at, the, uh, at Pryor so I can drive you to the airport. What were you doing on this day in 2007? Uh, well, I know, but at this time, I was on my way back to the hotel, not knowing where I got traded, but I knew I was getting traded. I found out about that time that it was the Philadelphia Flyers. And? And then I took excited? a car service back to Buffalo. I flew to Boston. The team was playing in Long Island and meeting me in Boston the next day. So I was excited. I it was a bittersweet a little bit. I was sad because that team with the Sabres in 0607 won the President's Trophy. It was going to be like, you know, follow through what we had done the year before and lost to Carolina. And um, unfortunately, they lost to Ottawa that year. But uh, I was sad because it was such a good team and a bunch of my friends. But I was happy with the opportunity. And, I, and it cost me a lot of money. My first game with Philly, money on the board, we won. My first game at home in Philly with Philly, money on the board, we won. And my first game against the Sabres, Money on the board, we won. That was a costly end to the season. 
Amazing. He's now embarking on what he hopes will be a 40-year broadcasting career just to make up for the money lost in those two outings with money on the board. to make a statement. I come in as the guy. I'm like, I'm going to put big money on the board. A bunch of young guys, right? Mike Richard, Jeff Carter, all these young guys. Like, whoa, Marty, big wheeler. Hoping not to lose it, but I lost it. Uh, no big wheels in Arizona. All the tires are flat. They've lost 12 games in a row. The GM says they're selling at the deadline. What could you possibly want? I shouldn't phrase it that way. What would you want from Arizona? There's one guy I like on Arizona. That'd be Nick Schmaltz. I would take him just because I feel like he can produce. He can play anywhere in your lineup. He's got uh, some some grind to him. So Nick Schmaltz would be the guy. I mentioned Matt Dumbo before, but I think that would be more of an off-season acquisition if you're looking for a right-shot defenseman like Dumbo. Yeah, I think the thing with Schmaltz is when he signed his current deal, it probably raised eyebrows and felt high at the time. But yeah. now it's just like, eh. It's probably pretty good value, but we'll see. Undoubtedly, they'll be uh, dealing at the deadline. See you tomorrow. Clear. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 